0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Rainbow Road. I am your host, Travis Ryans. Joining us once again is your co-host, Mike Deneen. Mike, are you in the Christmas spirit, buddy?
1: Oh, I certainly am, Travis. You know, it's just, it's that time of year that gets me going when everyone brags about how they're all getting their Christmas shopping done and I still have yet to do a single thing. Is that a dig at me? No.
0: Are you also one of these amazing humans who seems to be
1: able to be organized and get their shit done
0: on time? I mean, it's the pandemic. There's nothing else for me to do except online shop. Like,
2: that's, that's really uh, yeah. It. <laughs> uh, Ashley, have you done your Christmas shopping? I have done most. I've done some of it. Well, some you still got it. a few weeks left. I was going to say I've done most of it, and then I realized that would be a bold-faced lie.
0: <laughs>
1: That's fine, I mean, we're ta- it's Christmas time It's the season of lying
2: Yes
0: Well, that voice that you're hearing is Ashley Cooper Our favorite guest to come on the show We figured it's Christmas time, we gotta spend Christmas with our found family Like the queers that we are mm-hmm. Ashley Cooper, thank you so much for joining us
2: I am so excited, <laughs> I love being here mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're so happy to have you back And Mike, this is your idea for our little Christmas special So what do you Indeed have in store for us it today? it was
1: uh, And yeah, for this episode I wanted to just sort of Talk about consoles. I want to talk about consoles because, you know, we have the next generation coming at us around the corner. We've got the the PlayStation 5, which everyone seems to be profiteering on and hijacking shipments of and <laughs> selling uh, <laughs> legal copies of and shredding for some reason. And the, the new Xbox is coming out. And I actually, is there any word on Nintendo? What are they doing right now?
2: They're enjoying year four of the Switch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and I figure, you know what? Christmas is a time of like reflection, so why not reflect on uh, like the consoles that have, have given us joy and mirth and, and time with our families, uh, and the Nintendo 64 kid, uh, and you know, just all the things that that bring uh, the season to life, uh, f- for us as nerdy gamers. So, uh, with that, uh, I think. Travis, you compiled a little list.
0: Yes, so I put a little list together of consoles that I, I think we'd be able to talk about because uh, doing some quick Wikipedia research, there are technically over a 1,000 different video game consoles that have been sold over the years, uh, and nobody got time for that. So Ain't nobody got time for that. So I, I went through what I thought were the most popular, or at least the ones that I could certainly speak to, and hopefully you guys have some, uh, some stories as well to share. But we're gonna go through console by console, uh, listing our own personal memories of what it was like to have that console, uh, Especially because probably I would guess a lot of us got these consoles around Christmas because they're expensive as heck and Mm -hmm. it's usually when they're being sold anyways. So it just seemed right for the season. Yeah. So without any further ado, let's jump in. Let's talk about the one that got it all started, at least, you know, for home consoles being a real big thing. Uh, Let's talk about the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. Mm -hmm. Um, Ashley, do you have any memories specific to like the NES?
2: I have to credit the NES with being the system that got me into video games, which I think is a story for a lot of people. Um, I never owned one, Mm -hmm. but it was always this magic thing that I got to experience when I went to a friend's house (laughs) or my aunt's house. My aunt had one as well. And there was something special about that, that I didn't have access to it. I don't know, gave it like this, ethereal quality to it
0: very cool very cool do you remember any specific games that you played on it
2: mostly the you know the usual suspects your super mario and uh stuff like that i honestly don't think i ever played the original zelda at least during like its initial lifespan like i played it much much later so like really i just remember it mostly being like a platforming system yeah like everything was either mario or played a lot like mario (laughs)
1: <laughs> there was also uh did you play Duck Hunt? Yes. Yeah, with the light zapper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which was amazing. It sort of was this mysterious technology. I just like I'm like, how does it work? And you know, I that was it was a great game.
0: Uh, I was less baffled by how the gun worked than the fact that my father, who is the most passive, quiet, timid little man, is the most disturbingly accurate marksman I've ever seen. It it scares me how good he is at that game. No ducks stand a chance. And I'm like, where did you learn this skill? It is
1: really concerning. I think I had the same situation with my mother and Zelda. She was... Exceptionally good at that game to the point where she beat the entire game and got to the mirror world, which is like all the all the dungeons, but like rearranged. Mm-hmm. And and just when she had sort of started that tragedy struck, and the cartridge just just died. It just stopped working. No, <laughs> it was such a disheartening. Like, oh man, we're, there's no way we're gonna. You know what? We beat we beat it. We we did it. So that was. My
0: uh, quintessential NES memory, I think. Travis, how about you? We didn't technically own an NES, but my grandmother did. Um, I'm not really sure how or why, because she did not understand technology on any level. That's where we played it on a TV that was so old, it didn't have a remote. You had to get up and turn a knob oh, yes. on the oh TV in order to nice. turn the channels. It was a very classic Was it thing. like one of the wooden cabinet TVs? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and... I I just associate it with old in my mind, both because my grandmother had it in her basement, but also my grandmother had like thick orange shag carpeting with wood paneled walls and a floral couch. Oh, yeah. It was just so perfect at that time. And um, Mm -hmm. I definitely played a lot of Mario and Duck Hunt. Uh, I think she had a a Ninja Turtles game and she had um, Blades of Steel, which was like this hockey game where my brother and I never actually played it for the hockey. We just tried to ram our players into each other so they would start a fight (laughs) and then we could fight each other, which I think says a lot, honestly. It's very brotherly of you. um, Let's jump over to the next system, which I want to talk about, which was the Sega Genesis. Yeah.
2: Sega Genesis. (laughs) Sega Genesis was the first game system that I ever owned. My brother and I worked a summer job. We were originally saving up to buy Nintendo 64 but we were impatient little monkeys and a Sega Genesis was dirt cheap at the time because it was out of its life cycle. And like, I I don't know whatever the cost of a new Nintendo 64 was, but it was like $80 to get a used Sega Genesis at Zellers.
1: That in, that in and of itself is like its own time capsule
2: of a memory. (laughs) (laughs) We had so many fucking games for that thing. Because uh, they were like, they were cheap as chips at the time, right? You could get them at flea markets and stuff. <laughs> Did
1: you say cheap as chips? Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that I expression before. I love that expression. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but my one standout memory that I will take with me until I die is my mom kicking my brother's ass at Mortal Kombat 2.
1: Boom. By
2: just like, flailing around like and mashing the controller with her digits. Like she, there was no <laughs> rhyme or reason to anything she was doing and you just can't counter chaos. It was amazing. Yeah. There's
1: nothing more humbling than when mom comes in
0: with a fatality and just destroys you in mortal
2: Kombat. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: Um We had the Sega Genesis at my cottage. Ooh. Um It was always, it had to stay there for some reason. That was like my parents rule. I don't know if they just didn't want us getting too addicted to video games at home. That didn't last long by the time we got other consoles, but for then, yeah, we really liked it. Um played a lot of Sonic. I was always tails because I had two older siblings, so if I was gonna play, I got stuck with second player. Yeah, you're not
1: gonna get Sonic, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get Knuckles.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what was interesting for the Genesis for me was that it was the first time I played a game that had a story to it. I played this Star Trek TNG game on the Genesis where you would go from like planet to planet and you were trying to like solve a mystery and stuff before then games were just toys to me the idea of having a story in a game was not something i ever really pictured or thought of
2: yeah i know that uh, feels. but after
0: playing that star trek game i was like oh oh i get this this is cool this is a whole different way of having a story so that was i think sort of what led me along that journey which was really cool but yeah the uh, second genesis was a lot of fun that's awesome so moving on to the next one is the snes the snes um super nintendo entertainment system
2: uh ashley any thoughts another one that i never owned because we were a Genesis household long after the fact that Genesis was an actual thing. Um, it sounds like such a religion. Like with this is a Genesis household. We do not bring SNES <laughs> into this home. Super Mario is in league with the devil kids. Uh, <laughs> Listen, you got to draw the
1: line somewhere.
2: Uh, so I never, I never owned one, but I played plenty of it. Like I had several friends that had super Nintendos. And so like Mario world and Mario Kart. Oh, The Super Star Wars games. Oh, cool. Oh, man. They were so good. I remember getting really excited to play Super Empire Strikes Back with a friend. We rented it uh, when we were having like a sleepover weekend. And we were so bad at it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I I put a lot of hours into Super Nintendo games at friends' houses over the years. It was like a Hall of Fame multiplayer experience when I was a child.
1: I remember just being tragically bad at all video games as a as a child and like not caring at all. <laughs> so I, I I can relate to that. I just I, that Super Star Wars and also there was a Star Trek game. Like as a nerd, that like really excites me. But this, the Super. Okay, sorry to not again not to tangent. Uh, the no, Always tangent. Go for it. No, no, we we hate tangents, no tangenting. We're not going to get off on any tangents. Uh, the Super Nintendo was probably, yeah, that was probably the well, I, one of the ones, between that and the N64 was, were the ones that I spent the most time on. And I think that the games were like a lot more well fleshed out than the Nintendo Entertainment System games because I remember some of the NES games just being so ridiculous re- ridiculously enigmatic. Like I remember playing Home Alone for the NES and not being able to get past like the second level. Oh you know, wow! You, like it's like very unclear. Sometimes it's. You, I think there was a, a higher skill curve, you know, as where the Super Nintendo I felt like eased people in with its uh, more like well thought out entry points and and like trainings. So yeah, I just remember playing a lot of like F Zero. Uh oh god! What else? Like the oh the Donkey Kong Country series, so good. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Super Mario RPG was like another weird one that was. I remember watching a friend play it and being really intrigued, but never getting into it. Um, and then that, you know the Super Nintendo had like. The Mario Paint for that for Super Nintendo and and uh, yeah, just a lot of like rich. I'm not gonna. I feel like I could just sit here and talk about all the different memories I have with this one console. So yeah, that's uh, that's just like a fan fave in, in my uh, in my history book.
0: Mike, you said you didn't have the Sega Saturn.
1: No, I did not have. I did not have the Sega Saturn. In fact, I, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't differentiate the Sega Saturn from the Sega Genesis. But yeah, no, I did no experience with that.
2: What about you, Ashley? This is. The only system on this entire list that I have never played. Okay, cool. Me neither. So we can just skip right past this. Then. <laughs> I have never even seen a Sega Saturn in person. When you did your
0: Dreamcast stream uh, and you mentioned the Saturn as part of the history of it. And I was like, wait, what was the Saturn? Was that even released in North America? I, I couldn't remember. It. Oh,
2: yes, it was. But
1: <laughs> so Here's the thing, because the Dreamcast, it, they, they had a heart, you know, they went big. They went for it. It didn't pan out for them, but, you know, I think they made waves with the, what they were trying to do, and I, I just don't think that the Sega Saturn really... And You know what? Crucify me if I'm wrong. You know what? Come at me, internet. But I <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. I really don't... Maybe I just... I'm ignorant, and I don't know anything about it.
0: Well, I mean, Ashley, you know the history of it. Did, did it sell well? Did it do okay? The Sega Saturn? Yeah.
2: Oh, goodness, no.
0: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then, I don't feel <laughs> no, so bad. it
2: was... Uh... It was a colossal failure. It was coming hot off the heels of the failure of the Sega CD and the 32X. They basically had to pivot the development of the system in the middle of the development of it. Because originally, they had bet big on sprite scaling that was used in like Star Fox. Oh, okay. It's not 3D, but it's sort of 3D, and it's an illusion, basically. Yeah. And then the PlayStation and Nintendo 64 started to get uh, rumblings, and they were full, true 3D experiences, and they were like, well, fuck.
1: Left in the dust. And
2: basically, in the middle of development of it, switched gears, and so instead of being good at either of those things, it wasn't great at either of them, and as a result, it was hard to develop for. And also just, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too into the weeds on this. Weed away. You weed know away. You just said that we were going to end up on a tangent. Hi, my name's Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so Sega had a really bad time with the Sega CD and with the 32X. And their answer to this was uh, E3 1995. They got on stage and were like, surprise, we shipped 30,000 Sega Saturns to these retail partners. Oh, right. And it was like electronics boutique, Walmart, Toys R Us, and a couple other ones, but other retailers who were not part of this special uh, surprise launch were not made aware that this was happening,
0: Uh and they
2: were so mad that they vowed to never carry the Sega Saturn, and they didn't, and that definitely did not help. Uh, it's already poor sales,
1: and that's also very Christmassy. Is is <laughs> being able to hold a grudge and follow through?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We just really want to get into the holiday spirit, but good for them. I'm so glad we brought Ashley on. I'm so glad we did. I, I, she discussed a lot of this on her charity stream that she did for 24 hours, which was a marathon. Way to go, girl! Mm-hmm. And it was so fascinating to hear about all that. So I'm so glad you were able to share that with us. And thank you so much. Moving on from the second Saturn is uh, the big guns, the Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64.
2: Uh, and the crowd goes. Oh my wild. God, it's we're gonna have matt put in
0: some crowd effects there yeah you can just you can just cut out my dollar store
1: imitation of n64 kid low rent
2: n64 kid
0: so ashley uh what are your thoughts on the n64
2: this is the definitive game system of my childhood we my brother and i were super impatient we bought the sega genesis uh but the following year we decided we had made a mistake. <laughs> not that not that the second Genesis itself was a mistake, but we realized that like just having video games wasn't specifically what we wanted. We did, in fact, want the Nintendo 64. So with our summer job money, we finally did it. We raised the money. We got it. The family creed was basically, you can have video games when you can afford video games. You have to buy the system, but then like birthdays and Christmas and stuff, we we're absolutely willing to, to buy games and stuff.
1: That builds character.
2: It did, <laughs> honestly. So we got the money to buy the system. We went to Walmart and my parents were like, surprise, we're going to buy three other controllers so that we can all play together as a family. Uh, we're going to get you some memory cards and rumble packs and pick out some games to buy. Because they were proud of us for actually sticking to our guns this time and actually getting the money together. I, I, um, I'm I definitely like remembering this with a sense of heightened reality, but I just remember this, this just pile of Nintendo stuff in the car seat between my brother and I with this smile ear to ear and just playing a ridiculous number of hours of Super Mario 64 of like the first two Turok games, Shadow Man, Shadows of the Empire, Mario Kart, like... A lot of my friends were N64 kids, so everybody was bringing games over to each other's houses. But the N64 is home to Smash Brothers, which was important to me uh, as a kid for being basically the first game that I became determined to get good at. Oh, okay. For some reason, there was something about it that clicked with me that I was like, I want to get good at this. I want to be the best Smash player in my friends group. I want to annihilate everybody all the time. (laughs) Uh, And so I would play four players, three AI opponents versus me on the hard on the hardest difficulty with 99 lives for everybody. So that I could just play the closest thing to an endless game of smash. I had all of the timing and the moves and everything mastered for like, it was it was mostly Link. I've, I've been a Link main since Nintendo sixty four Smash. Nobody could touch me. I was and it like it was never even close. Mm-hmm. People in my friend group. Would be like, oh, you have to come hang out with these people who are in my other friends group because we've there are some good players mm-hmm. there, and I would just wipe the floor with them too. Like, and I was very very proud. Uh, <laughs>
1: like, you're like a weird Smash Brothers minstrel. You're just kind of like wandering <laughs> from town to town, wiping
2: the floor with everyone. Exactly. Uh, I do not. I do not have those Smash Brothers skills anymore. Oh. Well, I mean, oh, I just I've, I've I've always played Smash, but like. I kept going through games rather than st- like getting that obsessive uh mastery of a game. And so like I would I would play other smashes but never as obsessively as I played the original.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like your friends would would maybe do you think they would put money down if you like came out of retirement for one big <laughs> match You're like Ashley Cooper's coming out of retirement just to to, you know you I'm, mentioned
0: that she's like a bard traveling from town to town but i'm picturing more like a western like ashley the kid like oh, she yeah. shows up in the saloon and suddenly <laughs> yeah. everything goes quiet oh shit it's ashley ah, oh, ah, <laughs> blah,
2: blah, blah. yeah that's, that's probably a more
0: apt analogy i love that mm-hmm. it's funny that you mentioned the whole like endless game thing because that was actually a big thing with uh, my brother and my cousin uh, Scott we would do these endless games of Mario Party and Smash where we would either do like 99 lives and smash and just try to keep it going as long as we could or uh, 99 turns in Mario Party or something uh, Mario or, like Party. we just tried to have these like gaming marathons and I'm sure my parents loved because we were quiet and not trying to kill each other at least in real life <laughs> uh, for a long time <laughs> so I think my parents were very fine yeah, with that I feel like so many of us had uh, Nintendo babysitters yeah seriously Mm-hmm. Mike, what did you think about the N64?
1: Oh my gosh! I think that my most poignant Christmas memory, and I, I think for a lot of people, it was just getting the N64 for Christmas. I, I remember my family, like, like we weren't well off, like we didn't, like we didn't hurt for stuff, but it's like we didn't have a lot of money, and so I think my mom kind of surprised me one year for Christmas with getting the N64, which like it was like that one of the things where like I got a lot of random other. Presents, you know, like clothes from other relatives, and and a couple of toys and stuff, and then and then you know I I think that she was winding me up because then she's like oh like are you happy with like what you got for Christmas? and <laughs> I'm like you know trying to be like quite chill about it, not like not an asshole kid being like well now I didn't get my N64, but like I was like yeah like I'm you know I'm really and she's like I think Santa like may have I think do you hear that like just, just like reindeer on the roof like Santa's here and like oh I'm gonna she like disappears and comes back with this like big shiny box and which I you know gleefully tore into uh in the presence of my mom and my sister and then and then they proceeded to like pull games out of the couch and be like oh and there's also like this and this it was kind of this this like bonus round of Christmas and then yeah that was a lot of fun fun time spent on that console and and, and it just brings me back to Christmas it brings me back to like feeling I guess grateful, yeah. It's Just special. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to
0: cry or anything. So I'm just gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. I mean, I t- I totally feel that. For me, the N64 kind of represents when my family got along mm-hmm. <laughs> because we really didn't. Uh, I think I've mentioned in the podcast a couple of times that I, I've had a bit of a weird childhood growing up, but um, that was the one thing that we all managed to sort of bond over. Even my dad would play Mario or would play Cruisin' World uh, with us, uh, and. I have a lot of really dark memories of childhood, but everything that comes with the N64 is always really positive for me. Mm -hmm. Like we took a family road trip down to Orlando and my dad jury rigged a TV into the car. Nice (laughs) way to go dad. Yeah, seriously. My dad is when he's determined to do something, he will do it. So he took a small TV jury rigged it into the car. uh, And the entire ride down and the entire ride back uh, my brother, my cousin and I, played perfect dark like the entire way for like three days down and three days back because we were just that obsessed with perfect dark oh we, god we that, was, that yeah game i remember so staying up
1: all night with one of my friends in middle school playing that game
0: yeah and like i feel like all of my allowance and snow shovel money and yard work money went straight into n64 stuff like i got a transfer pack so i could play my pokemon games on pokemon stadium yeah
2: pokemon stadium oh
0: my god so not only was pokemon stadium so much fun but also it let me play my pokemon games on a big screen and at three times the speed oh yeah that was like that was the dream yeah exactly i'd go back to playing it on my game boy i'm like it's so slow (laughs) why (laughs) but yeah so a lot of happy memories at the n64 um ashley do you have a playstation playstation 1
2: i did not one of my best friends though had a playstation And mercifully, that was where I got to play Metal Gear Solid for the first time, as well as the first and second Resident Evils. Um, And so despite the fact that I never owned one myself, it was definitely a formulative system in my relationship with video games, because that was when video games really started to take shape for me in terms of what was possible with them. Yeah, I couldn't have conceived of the idea of a scary video game. Mm -hmm. before resident evil yeah i could not have conceived of a game with such complicated storytelling before metal gear solid that was when i really started to understand Mm -hmm. where the potential was for it as an as a kind of as a medium entirely Mm -hmm.
0: i have an uncle who has trouble reading and he would have me read video games to him I got so enamored with Final Fantasy that when he bought a PS2, he just gave me his old PlayStation because he knew that I was so in love with Final Fantasy IX nice. um, from reading it to him. Yeah, that's like my only memories of that one game because that's what he gave me. But it was this weird kind of like bonding moment. Uh, what about you, Mike? Do you have any thoughts on the PlayStation? I do. I do. I'm going to just I'm just going to lay it out because I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking we're not
1: going to get through this whole list. So uh, PlayStation 1, didn't own it. Uh, didn't play much on it. PlayStation 2, got one for Christmas. Pretty much used it as a DVD player with a few exceptions. I, I got the iToy. That was like a cool thing. The camera stuff, super neat. Uh, PlayStation 3, mostly used as a Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe machine at my place with my roommates. And, uh, yeah, only got a PlayStation 4 a couple months ago. So, then that I've, I think I've been using a lot more thoroughly. Are you guys going to get the PlayStation 5? Are you guys are you guys thinking about it? I got one. Oh shit. Ash's audio. Oh, I hate you. Boom. <laughs> I hate you so much. I want it. She paid like $5,000 for it and a kidney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but how many kidneys do you really need,
2: right? Exactly. You got,
1: that's why God gave us two. One for the using and one for trading in for a PlayStation 5. He knew what
2: he was doing when he made me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god um so yeah actually uh, I, I i'm gonna hate myself for asking this question but are you enjoying the ps5
2: i am yeah i mean there's nothing on it that you currently can't play on a ps4 um but the controller's fantastic uh like that's the hall of what famer for me right now oh i love butts bug snacks bug snacks is so cute isn't that only available on ps5 Oh, it might be. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is. I've put the most hours into Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Watch Dogs Legion, which are all available on PS4 as well. Um, so that's kind of, I guess that's mostly where I've, where I've where my head was when I said that, I guess. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, Well, since we're doing the rundown of all the PlayStations, uh, Ashley, uh, going forward from PlayStation 2 then, since you talked about one, what are your thoughts on the PlayStation lines?
2: I never owned a PlayStation 2, so I missed out on a lot of definitive PlayStation games. I guess that can be said about the first one as well. But I did have a PlayStation 3. I finally jumped ship and used its backwards compatibility to catch up on a bunch of stuff like the God of War games and uh, some other stuff. Really loved the PlayStation 3. Nobody else gives a shit, but I really miss the Resistance games. okay. I thought they were really fun. What are those? Basically, Resistance was a first-person shooter series. The pitchfork was, what if an alien invasion interrupted World War II? Okay. But, like, it's mostly, like, you fighting aliens, but with World War II technology. Okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I thought it was kind of novel and fun. It was an interesting way to do that that I'd never seen before. And it played really well. I remember it being, like, really tight mechanically. And, I, may, I mean, there may be some rose-tinted glasses happening. I hon- I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot of PlayStation 3 games. I'm sure if I, like, looked at the library, I'd go, oh, that one and that one and that one. But, like, just now, like, I'm drawing a blank.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. We're, I think we're gonna get like a random smorgasbord of of selection. We there's no rhyme or reason to the things we've really talked about in depth, but it's okay.
2: And then the PlayStation Four, I thoroughly enjoyed. It was mostly my PlayStation exclusives machine. My Xbox One became like my multi-platform games machine. And then I had my PS4 for the games that I could only get on PS4.
0: Very cool. I ended up getting, like at first a PS2 was a thing I was not allowed to touch because that's what my brother bought with his money because he's a little bit older than me and he had started working and stuff. So I was never allowed to touch it. So it was like this, you know, sort of taboo thing. Ooh, forbidden. Yes. Hot. Hot. When I was much older, I bought one Uh, cheap and used and it became my kingdom hearts machine i used it to play one two and chain of memories and that was it that's just why i bought it used because i wanted to to fall in love with the kingdom hearts series and i did travis you like kingdom hearts oh yeah no i if you guys haven't heard maybe you should go listen to our last episode (laughs) i had no idea you loved kingdom hearts so much oh my god i'm such a stan it's so gross um (laughs) you're such a what a stan what's that oh my i don't have time to get into time for that
1: (laughs) we do not have time to get into that (laughs) Just because that's not... All right, fine. Can we... We'll put a pin in it. I'll,
0: <laughs> it means an unhealthy level of fandom. Let's go with okay. that. Like an unhealthy right. level of fandom. Right. Thank well, you. That's the the quick version. I'm not going to get into more. Uh, Internet, if you want to try explaining that to Mike on our Twitter account, please <laughs> go for it. Have fun. Okay, so... Um, that was the PlayStation 2. It never actually had the PlayStation 3. Um, Just had a roommate who had it. So I, I sort of just borrowed it off of him sometimes to play Last of Us, which I fell in love with, as we all know. And when it comes to the PS4, I feel like, this whole podcast has been my love letter to my PS4 mm-hmm. of, like, of all the games that I've played on it. So I almost feel like I'd be retreading old ground to talk about it like that.
2: Yeah. Like I could, I could go on forever about the last of us games, but I feel like that would make other episodes redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we
1: don't want to do a redundant thing. We just be repeating ourselves. Yeah. And we don't want to be like redundant about it. Cause then we just be like repeating ourselves. Oh thank God,
2: my God. Mike, you stop it. You stop that right now. Ashley,
0: do you want to be a co-host? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so i I think that pretty much neatly wraps up the playstation line um i still think we got time to breeze through the other like xbox and nintendo lines if you guys think we have time Uh, game
1: gamecube loved it xbox loved it didn't have it
0: mike you're really anxious to get through
1: this <laughs> it's a it's a long list i feel like I, this is like is this what santa feels like when he's trying to like get to all the kids and the toys and stuff i feel like okay,
0: i mean i think we got enough time to do those two lines and then we'll call it um so let, let's talk about uh do you guys want to do nintendo or xbox first what do you think uh nintendo first obviously late ladies for i don't know There's this there's no gender there i don't know why. <laughs> i love I that you've that. gendered
1: nintendo <laughs> yeah Nintendo's a a beautiful woman. (laughs) You gotta gotta take her to dinner and and blow on her cartridge. Let's just leave it it at at that. that. We're gonna gonna (sighs) leave it at that. Okay, so GameCube. Yes, Ashley, GameCube, thoughts?
2: (laughs) GameCube was home to some of my favorite games of all time, including the remake of Resident Evil. It had Double Dash, which for my dollar is the best Mario Kart, uh, Beautiful Joe, and Eternal Darkness which is a game that not enough people know existed because it never got ported to another system. It was a horror game that spanned several generations and every uh, character played differently. But the entire thing was about maintaining a grip on reality Basically, if you took damage and got scared and stuff like that, your character would basically go crazy and they would like hallucinate enemies. So you would you'd start like fighting an enemy only for the like the the screen to flash and you'd find out there was nobody ever really there. I was playing with a friend and he went to save our file and the game was like deleting memory card. (gasps) And then like the screen flashes and it's like, just kidding, we saved your game. Like it played havoc on me, it was such a good game. Never got a sequel because it didn't perform particularly well. Because it was on GameCube, <laughs> like it just it had so many great games. I fucking loved the GameCube. I I could do a whole episode just on GameCube. A uh, big fan, big fan.
0: Awesome, Mike. What about you? What are your thoughts on the GameCube? That's w- one of the
1: defining consoles of my entire like playing history. Which, for just me and like my friend group. Uh, yeah. And I mean, even the, the intro music to the GameCube, like when it starts up and it goes, does the like, uh, you
0: know, you know, that was a terrible, no, that was perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've never even owned a GameCube and I know what you're talking about. (gasps) I don't think I've ever even played anything on one of them. Travis. Um, Yeah.
2: Oh, also I will say Hall of Fame controller. Really? My favorite game controller of all time. Probably. Really? I'm so confused by that. It looks like you put a regular controller in the microwave, but I've never had something more comfortable in my hands.
0: I am going to say something that's going to get me red to filth on Twitter, but I did never actually play uh, Super Smash Brawl on the Wii with a GameCube controller because I preferred the Wiimote. I respect that. <gasps> Everyone thinks Again, I'm insane. dramatic gasp, Travis. I respect that. I remember, that. Bringing, you were having like a Super Smash party at your house yep. uh, and I brought a Wiimote and you just looked at me with like disgust. <laughs> you were so unhappy with the fact that I brought I,
1: one. I don't know. Disgust <laughs> might be a little harsh. I feel like um contempt not contempt either <laughs> just like more, i probably was a quizzical look as uh, because why <laughs> there's no me shaming you i just i i didn't there's like why would you do that <laughs> you're we shaming me the, right now? no i just it's a it's not it's not a reflection on you and or anything like it's it's a reflection on me and like my
0: lack of understanding which is like a theme in my life so <laughs> it's just that the wiimote is the most phallic controller in existence so it pleases me. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyways, moving on. Um, what are your thoughts on the Wii then? Now that we've made it to that, uh, Ashley, what do you think?
2: Ah, uh, mm-hmm. the Wii's a tricky one for me because it was an interesting technical experiment, but I don't understand how it would became like the best-selling console. But it had no attach rate for software because everybody just bought it. Had Wii Sports that they played with their grandmother, and then when that got boring, they shoved it all in a drawer. Sorry, what was the term you just used? Attach rate. Attach rate is um, how many people own a specific game versus the the number of consoles sold. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like Breath of the Wild has the highest attach rate to the Switch. Like, that's the game that the most people who own Switches commonly own. Okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha. People just didn't buy games for it, and because the controller was so limited, and because the motion controls were so mandatory, a lot of developers just decided it wasn't worth the hassle and didn't make games for it. So there are a lot of really great games for it, but the majority of them are made by Nintendo, which is kind of, to be fair, uh, a trend through their systems because they just... Refuse to play ball. Basically. Um, There's some really good shit on there. um, Including the Metroid prime trilogy, which playing that with a Wiimote was so good. Mm -hmm. That's all. (laughs)
0: um my experience with the Wii actually was the it was the first console that I owned like myself that wasn't a family console it it was mine Nice. and when I moved into a dorm I actually moved in in January Mm -hmm. all the frosh events had been done and everyone on the floors knew each other but I didn't know anyone oh no uh so I stuck a little sign outside my door saying I have smash brothers come on in and so people would come in to play smash in my dorm and that's how I like got to make friends in the dorm there because you otherwise I would have been screwed.
2: God damn genius. Mm-hmm. 100%.
0: Hero. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. That's clever
2: yeah. as hell. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Same. I am here for video games as a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, other than that, I mean, it was where I played Twilight princess, which I absolutely loved. I developed a complex because I had a Wii Fit and it kept telling me I was fat. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I I, I really liked the Wii. I thought it was really cool and how portable it was because it was so tiny. Mm -hmm. It was such a tiny little thing. It was so easy to move around. After that was the Wii U. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo having problems. Okay, they they were like basically the same console. I mean, it was a half Wii, half Switch hybrid. Because it had the tablet, right? You know like, what?
1: You're 100% right. It was. But I, I just mean like the software and the UI and stuff. It just what felt it software? Was like like the games the games what
0: software like, no one developed anything for it like splatoon that was it and again
2: <laughs> going back to what i said earlier like all of the best games are nintendo developed because everybody was like are you fucking really no we're out
1: we're fucking out <laughs> n- nintendo playing by their own rules at every turn and still losing <laughs> that's not true i feel like it's paid off for that i
2: mean it depends on what your definition of loses yeah what metrics are we using As 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 far as hard numbers go Nintendo has not won a console generation since Super Nintendo.
0: Really? You wouldn't even say the N64 did?
2: No, Nintendo 64 was decimated by the PlayStation.
0: Really? I actually didn't know that. Yeah. If we're
2: talking about console huh. numbers, yeah, but I feel like, like the
1: Switch has done exceptionally well has it not the switch has done exceptionally well it is still
2: the third of three though right Hmm.
0: okay interesting i mean the switch is also sort of outside of generations as well because like nintendo is no longer following xbox and playstation in how they release their consoles yeah they're not trying to match their dates they're kind of just doing their own thing which i love them for and like i i am so happy with the switch
2: the nintendo 64 sold about 32 33 million The PlayStation 1 sold $104 Wow,
0: Wow. really? Yeah. That's so funny because to me, like, when I played with friends, it was always the N64. Maybe it was just because they had a better multiplayer experience.
2: Yeah, I was the exact same. All of my friends had Nintendo 64s. I had one cousin who owned a PlayStation. So in my head, like in my head canon, Nintendo dominated that generation. Until I started having like a wider view of the industry. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, I thought that Nintendo 64 was awesome because it had all these exclusive games that PlayStation couldn't have. And it turns out, no, Nintendo developed most of those because nobody wanted to develop for cartridges anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of blowing my mind here right now, Ashley. Mind blown. I mean, so we've now sort of touched on it. What do you guys think about the Switch?
2: Genius. Genius idea. Yeah. Great actual execution. Could not love it more. Wish it had comparable specs to like an Xbox One or a PS4, but incredible lineup of games, including stuff that, (gasps) shock and awe, Nintendo itself isn't necessarily in control of. But I mean, all the best games are still the Nintendo games because... They know their shit. Yeah. It's great. Like the number of times that I've taken my Switch on a bus ride or whatever, like I used to be a very avid phone gamer. Mm. I know a lot of people like to like to shit on like, ooh, phone games. But like I would, I would download like mobile ports of console games and like all sorts of stuff. Like my iPhones used to be just wall-to-wall game downloads.
1: It's a legit medium. It's There's a lot of people on mobile. Yeah,
2: I originally bought an iPad to use as a video game system.
1: Listen, I hacked my TI-83 graphing calculator to play <laughs> Super Mario, okay? So you don't have to talk to me about portable Love it. mobile games.
2: So I, that used to be my jam. I, I don't bother now because I've got a Switch. I don't need to play smaller, simpler games on the go because... I've got the games that I'm playing in my living room with me. It's mm-hmm. fantastic.
0: I'm in love with my Switch uh, for the all the exact same reasons. Oh, yeah.
2: Are you going to marry it?
0: Uh, I, I, d- Matt's in the room with me, so I can't say yes right now, but yes, totally
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, then we'd have a wedding episode. <laughs> Like I'm so I'm already stoked oh that we kind of this is like vaguely in the most vaguest of senses a Christmas episode, but I'm like also elated at the idea of having like a wedding episode where you like where
0: we marry you off to your console <laughs> till death do us part. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely love the Switch. I love how portable it is. I love how shareable it is with other people. Um, I think what's one of the important things with the Switch for me is actually I very slowly tried to convert my boyfriend into a gamer. Um, I showed him Last of Us and Portal and things like that. But the moment where I knew that he wasn't just sort of smiling and nodding and keeping me happy because he knew there was something that I appreciated myself was when he asked for a switch for himself for Christmas. And I was like, oh... He actually enjoys this. The seed has been planted, and
1: it has sprouted into full-fledged gamer.
0: Yeah, it just it made me it made me so happy, honestly, to know that I could share that with him. Aww. So the Switch has a very special place in my heart.
2: Nintendo Switch outsold the Xbox One. Damn. Um, really? Yep. That's fascinating. Nintendo Switch sold over 68 million uh, units thus far. Uh, Xbox One sold 51.
1: Like, huh. it's not about numbers, but if it were, I mean there you go i don't know like why i'm so firmly in nintendo's camp i i I feel like i have this weird brand loyalty for some reason but then
2: the ps4 sold over 113 million
0: well we don't have to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) facts don't care about your feelings mike Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we made it this far without even talking about the xbox uh the xbox line so let's move through that um Uh, Did either of you guys own the original Xbox? before Fucking
2: loved the original Xbox. Yeah? Original Halo, Halo 2, Dead or Alive 3, Knights of the Old Republic, Jade Empire. That thing was not around very long compared to like the typical life cycle of a video game system. But man, the library for that thing is full of bangers. Like Microsoft came out the gate hot. In a lot of ways, and we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm going to slide it in there because this is who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Just slide the, it in. <laughs> the, Xbox, the original Xbox is basically Sega of America's original concept for the Dreamcast, a system that had online multiplayer, built-in storage, and DVD capabilities with two joysticks. Microsoft basically picked up that ball and ran with it. And they slam <laughs>
0: dunked it. Yeah, no, they did. They muscled their way in. And, you know, normally being a PC gaming empire, but that's where you know people thought they would stay. Trying to move into the whole console market seemed like a weird move for
2: them. But oh my god, did it work? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dreamcast gave us the first console with online multiplayer, but Xbox is the system that normalized online multiplayer it very much changed what people expected out of home console gaming.
1: Yeah, oh, you're so right, Ashley. Honestly, like BattleNet was sort of a good medium for people to connect like in terms of PC gaming, but I feel like in terms of console gaming, it really did become its own beast in a way and yeah, it was such a it was it's such a phenomenon in and of itself and that at the time, like all the rich kids that I knew had an Xbox and like it was just so out of the price range of anything that I could afford uh, that it was just sort of like one of the ones that I would go over to my friends' houses to play. And then when I became an adult and I was like, I'm I'm my own man, I, I went out and bought myself an Xbox 360 and now I play Xbox One with my,
0: with my gaming pals like almost every day. So happy story. Nice. Love it. I never actually owned an Xbox, but my best friend growing up did. Uh, She was like my sister growing up, we were very close, Uh, and she won an Xbox as uh, a prize at her school. And we played so much on that, that was like our gaming console together. We played a lot of Battlefront, we played Knights of the Republic, I do remember this one memory of us playing Fallout 3. We played the whole tutorial, Uh, it's like 2 in the morning, we're in her basement in the total pitch dark because we weren't supposed to be up that late. We got attacked by some rabid dogs as soon as we left the vault and I looked over and it said, oh, if you drink from like the stream, you'll heal. And she's like, oh, but what if there's something inside the water that jumps out at us? And I'm like, it just attacked us with dogs, Julia. We're going to be fine. Like, it's not going to sick more stuff on us. And then the second we go to drink from the stream, this Meyer Lurk, which is like this giant <laughs> crab creature, jumps up from the water and tries to eat us. And the two of us just shriek at the top of our lungs, and our parents come stomping down and they're so pissed. <laughs> That's so
2: funny. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. One of my definitive gaming memories is with the original Xbox uh, and involved a lot of screaming. My, I had a friend of mine who had to stay with me for a couple weeks. Uh, because his grandmother had fallen ill and he had an xbox at the time and brought it over but he only owned two games at the time he owned tony hawk 2x and he owned silent hill 2 restless dreams Hmm. and so we would play on the weekends we would play tony hawk all day and then we'd play silent hill 2 all night and silent hill 2 is not technically a multiplayer game but we made it a multiplayer game. (laughs) Basically (laughs) one of us, one of us would have the controller and would be playing and the other person would co-pilot to help with the puzzles and stuff. And basically we would determine whose turn it was by, if we were too scared to turn the next corner, we would just throw the controller at the other person and be like, you deal with it.
0: that's amazing i love it mm-hmm. yeah okay so i think that does about it for the uh, xbox what about the xbox 360 mike you said that was the console you purchased for yourself
1: i did yeah it was like the i'm a big boy now <laughs> i'm my own man bought myself an xbox 360 and i think the my favorite game that i remember playing on that one was red i think it was called it was just kind of like you were the bride character from like a quentin tarantino like kill bill situation And yeah, you were like an assassin. And I don't even know if it did that well, but I just, I don't know why that, anyways. Yeah, that and Halo. I'm a huge Halo junkie as as a lot of people know. So yeah, cool. What about you, Ashley? What are your memories of the Xbox
0: 360?
2: I'm having one of those like drawing a blank moments where I can't recall specifically what games I played. But I know that I basically drove that poor system into the ground. I played it so
0: much. <laughs> did you ever get the Red Ring? No,
2: I got very lucky. The red Ring of Death. I got a launch edition Xbox 360 and did not have a Red Ring of Death the entire time I owned it.
1: That's awesome. That was such a phenomenon at that time. Yeah, it really was. The
2: only shit show that I can think of that was comparable to the Red Ring of Death for Xbox 360 was was the dead pixels on the launch editions of the PSP. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about
1: that. Colloquially referred to as the PSP. No no one calls it that.
0: I'm embarrassed to admit that uh, I got given an Xbox 360. I was dating a guy who was very generous. He bought me a 360, and we'd only been dating a few months. Oh, my God. Why is that
2: embarrassing? That's amazing. Because I dumped him like two months later, not even... (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't give it back i felt so bad i mean it was a gift i
0: know but like it was a really expensive gift for someone you were just dating for a few months so this is interesting
1: because i feel like this guy was also riding the wave of like i'm my own man but not only can i get an xbox 360 for myself but i can get one for like my lover who unbeknownst to me will dump me in two months i
0: just it was already like a thing where i was kind of questioning things And I was like, we have really great physical chemistry, but I'm not really sure there's anything else there. You
2: know, I I don't know. And he was like, what about this Xbox, though? Well, I
0: can't (laughs) break up with him now. (laughs)
2: That's so funny.
1: I felt horrible. If someone busts out a ring early on in the relationship, I don't care if it's an engagement ring or the red ring of death, you know, (laughs) you
0: just gotta cut them loose. Oh, but keep the red ring. <laughs> uh, but I did love the Xbox 360. Um, I played so many games on it. Mass Effect, which we all know that I, I love so much. Me and my friends played a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies. Uh, oh we didn't God. play any of the other modes. It was it just existed for zombies. Uh, we had strategies. We had plans. Like we, it was it was a big deal for us.
2: <laughs> we played we played it on PS3, but Call of Duty Zombies, specifically Black Ops Zombies was a way for myself and a friend from back home in Hamilton to hang out with each other without being able to see one another. We barely talked about the game. It was basically a phone call with controllers in our hands. Like it became like our thing. It was the best. That's
0: so sweet. And like Mm -hmm. such a 2020 mood.
2: (laughs) I know. So unfortunately, a 2020 2020 mood. mood.
0: (laughs) Let's move on to the Xbox One and sort of round this out. Uh, did you guys? Did, did you buy an Xbox One? Did you play it, what, uh, Ashley? I
2: did. I got an Xbox One after I got my PS4, and it immediately became my default console because I just love the controller on that thing. Um, and it was also the first time that I'd ever decided to go exclusively digital with a system before. Oh, okay. When I bought it, it came with the Master Chief Collection, and at the time, a friend gifted me some uh, download codes. And so like the first handful of games that I had were digital. And I was like, I actually really like this experience of like being able to just boot it up and decide what to do rather than like having to premeditate my decisions. And so I never owned a single physical Xbox One game. I have a four terabyte hard drive that I plugged into it and it just houses my entire library for Xbox One. And I've just had countless hours of fun with it. It's a fantastic system. Xbox Game Pass is a revelation. Like it, they've really tripped themselves up out the gate with their E3 uh, kerfuffle, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just overall very very solid system. Love the controller. Uh, Halo Five sucks. <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa now, Ashley. You know, I I thought we could be friends. I thought I thought we had a good thing going here. <sighs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It wouldn't be Christmas without a relationship destroying. Comment. <laughs> don't
2: don't talk don't talk religion at the dinner table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had an Xbox One. I have an Xbox One. Love it. It's a great console. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna get the new one. The design is like really weird. And uh, I
2: love the way the Series X looks. I think the Series S looks like an art station uh, student project but I think the X looks awesome.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I think I
0: want, I need to see it in person. I think that's it. But yeah.
2: Yeah. How about you, Travis?
0: I wasn't planning on purchasing it, but I did notice that, Xbox All Access plan they've got where you can spend like thirty bucks a month for two years and get both the Xbox and the Game Pass. Yeah. Um. And that payment plan that's super reasonable. Oh yeah. Like no, that's, that's Especially because the Game Pass itself is like seventeen bucks and there's a lot of games I want to play on there, including you know I'd love to play Perfect Dark again. I'd love to play the Banjo Kazooies. You know, a lot of like old classics that I would really want to play. Um. I would love to replay Halo again because I've only ever played really the first two. So I would love to play through those and then find out just how much it sucks, Ashley um but right. uh, yeah yes. i i don't know it's i fine. might i'll just leave i might get both. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll find out maybe we'll do an episode on it one day but uh yeah i, I think that's about it because we covered everything except for ashley's favorite console did you want to say anything about the dreamcast before we go <laughs>
2: i've already said i've already spilled so much blood about the dreamcast uh on my own channel Uh, But I will say Dreamcast is special to me because it was the first console that I ever owned by myself. Mm -hmm. It had such a great, weird fucking library of games, many of which I didn't even get a chance to play before they pulled the plug on the poor thing. But it was innovative and ahead of its time in a lot of really interesting ways. But unfortunately, it was behind the curve in a few key ways that just saw it just absolutely trounced by the PlayStation 2. But I'd recently bought one Uh, ahead of my charity marathon that I did on stream back at the beginning of November. And I've been amassing a little collection of games for it ever since. And I honestly play probably just as much Dreamcast right now as I do my PS5. There are so many games on it that are still really fun to play and revisit. And th- it has some interesting games that never got ported to other systems. So it's like the only place that you can still play some of these things. So yeah, it will it will always have a special place in my heart.
0: Awesome. I'm so glad we, we got a chance to bring you on to talk about it. Because we mm-hmm. uh, Matt and I watched your charity stream and it was such a blast. Uh, and how much money did you raise again?
2: $1,600 US. Wow. That's so nice. awesome.
0: Congrats. Way to go, Ashley. Thank you. Well, I think that's going to do it for our little Christmas console special. Uh, We're so glad we got to share that with you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. This is probably going to do it for us for 2020. This is our last episode of the year. Um, We're going to go home. Maybe some of us will get to see our families. Maybe some of us won't. It's a really difficult situation. We hope you guys stay safe and stay healthy. And do what you can to enjoy the season. We'll be back in January. We have a special little episode that Mike's, I'm sure, super excited for. And we're going to be talking Zelda, which mm-hmm. is going to be great. Uh, before we go, we're going to do our last little whatcha plan of 2020. So, Ashley, what's your plan?
2: Currently, I am playing the original Resident Evil 3 on Dreamcast, as well as Seaman which was a really fucking weird pet simulator on the dreamcast where you raised a fish that has a human face and the entire gameplay is focused around voice recognition. So you have conversations with this thing. This game came out in 2000. So it's a 20 year old game that is solely based around voice recognition. It was really, really ahead of its time. It's still really impressive. And it's a lot of fun. It's super fucking weird. And then on the more modern side of things, I'm playing through Watch Dogs Legion and just recently finished Spider-Man Miles or Alice, both of which I've had tons of fun with for very different reasons.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We were watching your stream earlier today and we saw you playing Seaman man and my God, it is weird
2: oh yeah
0: it made me think of like hey you pikachu a little bit
2: it's like if if hey you pikachu was a fever dream <laughs> yeah
0: definitely that which it already kind of was <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <sighs> what about you mike what's you playing? uh i
1: can't believe ashley you already beat miles morales uh i just got that one um so that's gonna be my christmas game i think cool yeah, how about you travis
0: uh, myself, I've been, uh, playing star Wars nights of the old Republic when we did our episode a few weeks ago, talking about, uh, games that are near and queer to our hearts. It made me think of, you know what? I love that game and I haven't played it in a while. So I'm going to go back and do that. So we're playing it now. Well, I
2: had such big gay feelings for Bastila.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Cause, because it's Bastila. Like, I don't understand how you could not be attracted to Bastila, no matter what your orientation is. She is just a beautiful woman. <laughs> and Jennifer Hale, my God, Jennifer Hale's voice. She's so talented. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we're playing it now. It's a little weird now that I actually understand how D and D combat works because I didn't, the first couple times that I played it, but now I actually understand how this all works. Uh, I'm doing all of the combat and I'm letting my boyfriend drive the decision-making, which is fun because he obviously never played it. So it's, uh yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think that's going to be our, our little, little game that we play through the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us for 2020. It's so weird to think this is our last episode of the year. I mean, this year cannot be over soon enough.
1: <laughs> I, but honestly, I am very grateful to be doing the show. Uh, to have explored our interests with uh, interesting people uh, like Ashley. Thank you for joining us. All the best to everyone listening. Uh, May your 2021 be so much better just because it, it, gosh darn has to be yes
0: amen to that uh yeah i i'm so glad that we got to do this this year and i'm so excited to see what the next year brings i'm so excited for all the people we got to meet and got to work with like you ashley um i'm so glad we met you you Me have been too. such a lovely guest every time you come on i love y'all Thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Have a good one. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate, we are there with you. And uh, until 2021, this has been Rainbow Road. If you liked this episode, follow us on Twitter at Rainbow Road Pod, or get in touch with us for future episodes at rainbowroadpodcast at gmail.com. And a big thank you to all of our guests today and our producer, Matt Kinnar. Thanks for listening to Rainbow Road.